Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. Never to call in or text 550-5500. We will uh, be talking with Carol White, possibly momentarily. Uh, regardless, we have all the uh, new updates. Thanks for those of you who tuned in, a record high number of people who tuned in. 282 people tuned in uh, online, which was... Absolutely unbelievable. As always, uh, you guys are staying on top of what's happening. You need to stay on top of what's happening. Uh, Monday, Amy Coney Barrett uh, will be confirmed uh, as your next Supreme Court. Let's just start there. You know, how about this? Up yours, Democrats. Uh, we'll ram that right up your you-know-what. And uh, good luck trying to do the, uh, undo that. And let me uh, also say this uh, to you, Democrats uh, out there. We're also going to be putting in some legislation in the Senate, which we will win, and we will win the presidency as well. And I'm just letting you know ahead of time, uh, you won't be able to undo or ever un or stack the court. So that is going to be prevented uh, from happening. So for your little victory that you might get here today, uh, I will tell you, <laughs> uh, the victory is going to be very, very short-lived. So destroy your blue cities, destroy Albuquerque, whatever it is that you guys are going to decide to do as uh, we go in full lockdown. I'm sure you're going to be... Roaming the cities, uh, spreading COVID, out past curfew, angry about the fact that Joe Biden lost, that he's been exposed, that his son's been exposed, that the entire Democrat Party has been exposed. It's fine. I'm okay. I'll continue to uh, sit here and bark uh, every single day at you and let you know, hey, just another loss for you. 2016 turns into uh, 2020. Uh, D-Dowd Muscat's to my left. Dowd, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Mr. Aragon. In his play, The Cocktail Party, the writer T.S. Eliot wrote this passage, which I, which occurred to me uh, listening to our the chief executive of the great state of New Mexico, the land of enchantment. Half the harm that is done in this world is due to people who want to feel important. They don't mean to do harm, but the harm does not interest them. Or they do not see it, or they justify it, because they are absorbed in the endless struggle to think well of themselves. I thought that's an apt description of our governor. Yeah, she does actually think of her pretty important, but not so important as to not leave the door open for herself to go ahead and leave. And she did that today, which I, I thought we had Larry Behrens of Power of the Future who was I here. Listen to you guys. And I think it was a very important, thank you, I think it was very important uh, um, event that happened during this is she brought in Howie Morales. And you're like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> you why guys is noticed he, that, why didn't you? Why is he talking? Yep. And uh, I gotta, why is he reading from the teleprompter? <laughs> yeah. What, why are we dealing with this? Why do we have to pay attention to this? And the short answer is this. Michelle Lujan Grisham sees the writing on the wall. She understands that she has failed in her lockdown during the seven months, and she realized that things have gotten worse. Um, she is now not only here's, – here's, here's what I glean from all this. Not only did New Mexico track with the very worst states during the beginning of the lockdown, okay, in terms of what we would, we would do with our restrictions. Remember, New York, Washington, Oregon, California, any blue state adoption, she made those adoptions as if we were those states, which at that point we were one of the top performing states in the country. 
Okay, it's a function of just let's just call it, for lack of a better expression in all this, let's just call it the market. Okay, let's say the coronavirus market, <laughs> meaning you know you have you're welcome to free enterprise or you have command and control systems. Anytime you try to command and control it, right, a centralized economy. How about, a, how about a centralized co- uh, command and control? You were going to have problems, which is what we did. We became one of the worst performers in the economy despite having some of the best metrics. Our infection rate was about 3 to 3.5%, which was uh, fi- by far one of the best. If you removed uh, Navajo Nation, if you removed San Juan, if you removed uh, McKinley County, and then you clearly saw right there, what did you see? We would be absolutely the best. I mean, it why in even, Alaska? Basically, we'd be. It would have been. <laughs> it wouldn't even be close. Okay, so we paralleled the very worst states in this country. So we 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 subjected ourselves to the worst and most restrictive measures. Okay, during the beginning, and we say, okay, we're doing it. We're doing it for COVID. We're doing it to protect the worst. We don't know much about this disease. We can do everything we can. We're standing united. Okay, stop there. Then we continued to stay restrictive. Okay, we wanted to hedge. And at that time, Michelle Lujan Grisham, while she was hedging through those months three, four, and five, it became more about the election. Now, here's what blue states are doing. Blame Donald Trump. This pandemic is his inability to react early. Donald Trump's the one who prevented all of that travel that was coming over from East Asia, where much of it started, commenced. Some people might say Europe, well, with Italy and everything else, okay. Regardless, he prevented the inbound outbound traffic coming out of East Asia, primarily China at that time, okay. He took those measures on January the 29th. You decided to try and impeach him and have an impeachment vote on the 4th, and it failed, the 4th of February. On the 5th, he gave his State of the Union address. Your leader, Nancy Pelosi, tore up the speech, okay? And then we, March 13th, National State of Emergency was set. We move forward to March 26th, March 27th. All the restrictive measures were taken here in the state of New Mexico. We went on complete and total lockdown uh, by the first week of, of April. Easter was canceled. The rest of spring sports was canceled. Schools were canceled. Everybody was basically just nixed at that point, okay? Okay, we're, we're, we got our hands up. Whatever you need for us to do, we're on board. <clears throat> we're, 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 on, we're on board with everything. Then we move forward, fast forward, coming out of May, June, then we see this spike in July. But we still had those restrictive measures, but people were like, you know what, I'm tired of COVID, I got to get out, we got to travel, and then we got scolded. Where are you going? Why do you have to travel? I see you. Where do you think you're going? We see you on Facebook. We see and we, scolding after scolding after scolding after scolding. They're like, okay, all right, what does this chick want now? Got to pay attention to her. She's got another conference call. The uh, entire state of New Mexico has got to pay attention to her. And so, okay, we come out of August. Well, we don't know if we're going to open. We're getting excited. We're getting excited about fall sports. Are the schools going to reopen? Yeah. How much, how much reopen? risk can we introduce? Yeah, that was, I don't that know. was the key phrase. We're going to do it right. We're, we're, gonna we're let, willing to introduce a little bit of risk now. A little bit. We're going to let the science lead us. We're going to move our, ourselves into this position where we're going to let the data, data drive the decision-making. And we started to open, open up Navajo Nation, McKinley, and San Juan, and other places. And we're like, okay. But, hey, don't campaign. Okay, No gratuitous campaigning, rallying, getting together, and nothing like that. We don't want to have anything like that. We want to make sure that we're not campaigning during this time door-to-door. 
Meanwhile, the, the biggest door-to-door campaign is actually taking place with the Trump campaign here in the state of New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cut, cut us off right there at the beginning where we're not sure if we're going to open or not. Middle of August. They decide, okay, well, we're not going to, we're not going to open. Not going to open for <laughs> Labor Day. We're, we're, we're looking like we're going to go all the way into October. Our data during that time, that Delta, if you will, actually changed tremendously. Because you see us reducing through about the middle of September, and then all of a sudden you see this huge spike come up in the data. Folks, that's not a function of you and you milling around and moving around or anything that you're doing. I think there's uh, maybe something perhaps even a little more sinister happening. I think it's getting introduced to other places where people who are COVID positive 19 infected. And I think we're realizing, hey, you know what? So what? Things are a little bit worse. Why are we measuring this data? Why does the data mean anything to us in the first place? Why aren't we building herd immunity? Why do 20, 29-year-olds and 30 to 39-year-olds and 40 to 49-year-olds are, are dying at a clip of 0.001%? Why is this not, oh, we we, we got to prevent more deaths? Why are all the deaths taking place primarily in you know, 60, 70, 80-year-olds with comorbidity? You've heard the numbers, less than 10,000 people have died directly from the coronavirus. Okay, So that delta, that change at that point, we've always paired with the worst, either the worst restrictions or now the worst data. And I want to say, why are we deciding to go ahead and restrict everything when that didn't prevent really anything from, from continuing to happen other than shutting down our economy? And if we're going to build herd immunity, why don't we just go ahead and say, you know what? We realize that the masks aren't going to keep you 100% safe because you aren't wearing N95 compliant masks from Milwaukee, the actual ones that are standard issue that you would need, which I have. You're wearing fashion masks. Your very governor who's giving you these edicts is giving you fashion masks as well. I mean, that's, she's, she's constantly putting these together. She's trying to, but where's the compliance there? We've ordered how much PPE? Meanwhile, we're trying to understand all this in terms of what we should do. Absentee voting, separating ourselves. And here's where it gets really tricky. We start to look at this as like, okay, you know, we have this increase, but we're getting 500, 600, we're averaging 900. Yet, if you trail that data proportionately during that very same time, you'll notice that the number of hospitalizations isn't proportionate to the way that it was before. That's because younger and younger people are getting infected. Let me suggest something to you, okay? And it shouldn't be eye-opening, but you should almost want, and these conversations are actually happening right now in the medical communities throughout the world, you should almost want to get the coronavirus at this point, okay? But there's two ways. You're either going to go for the vaccine or you're going to go and get the coronavirus. Which do you actually want? That's the choice. Do you want the government infecting, in, injecting mercury into you? Do you want the government injecting a vaccine, a place where, or I should say a vaccine where Bill Gates himself invested? I think, if I'm not mistaken, is interested in the pad. There's nine different companies. This is all about medicine. If you don't have the vaccine, then you're not going to be able well, I had the coronavirus. How about if I had the coronavirus? Does that give me an out? 
Like, we're heading for 1984, and I think at this point you should almost want to get the coronavirus versus wanting to get the vaccine. I know that's where I'm at. I'm like, well, you know, I'm done with this, okay? If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. There's lots of people who are so socially distanced. They don't have family. They don't have friends, okay? And I know a lot of these people. I, I do, honestly. And I'll tell you, they, they, need, they need human interaction. We need human interaction. Life isn't worth living without human interaction at this point. People are going to do what they want to do. Your governor does not own your life, okay? She does not, the government doesn't own your life. You aren't a cost-benefit analysis to the government of, well, how much more do you have to pay? How much more is your life worth? I mean, we're sort of getting to that point hmm. in their terms and living on their terms. I mean, if you're truly, if you're truly a libertarian, if you're truly someone who's an objectivist as I am, I would call myself. I think I think Dowd and I kind of park our cars in the same garage. I mean, we're both paleo libertarians. If you really boil it down to what we care about, common ground. Yeah. I'm literally telling you, you'd rather have the coronavirus than get the vaccine. That's the trade-off here, because we're losing our society as a whole. It's amazing that anybody's questioning why we're becoming more divided. We've never been more separated. But, Mentally you know, I, and physically. I don't, I don't mean to laugh like Kamala here, but hey. it's sort of it's sort of stupid. When you do the math and yeah. you do this addition and subtraction, you haven't seen people in so long, and you're not interacting, and you're not going out, and you're not doing things. You're thinking to yourself, well, well of course we hate each other. <laughs> you ever seen two animals when you separate them, or mice when you separate them, and they're in they're in cages, and they see each other? What happens when they get back together they're hyper aggressive yep. because all of this is built up inside of them i think of the movie i am legend where he's trying to inject them all with various vaccines well, the control is, is each one of those cages if you inject each one of those people with those vaccines how does that infect them while they're inside of that why are we only looking at ourselves as biological elements why are we looking at ourselves as social elements as economic elements as spiritual elements Folks, we've jumped a shark like no other state. We are a human, we are an experimentation right now. They are running us as lab rats here in the state of New Mexico. Make no mistake about it. We are the control. Michelle Luhan Grisham is the controller of us. And we're getting guilted and shamed. And when you have a very homogenous media that's beaming in the same messages day in and day out, and you're not getting any differentiation. And I'm not saying this for you who are listening to my voice this afternoon. I'm saying this to everybody else out there who doesn't get to hear a different form of opinion or a voice of dissent. You go crazy. Or you have no sense of yourself and you have no idea that what you're actually doing is working against you. That your life isn't even worth living. That's the real tragedy in all of this. I looked at this today. I said, how can somebody in any way, shape, or form actually get in front of a group of people after seven months and realizing that everything that she's done has failed up until this point and not come to the people and say, you know what? 
we need to put the trust and we need to trust you. Yeah. We're trusting you to do the right things. We're trusting restaurants. We're trusting business. We, if you want to, if this is what's will happen, this is how you're going to get it. Here's the information. Here's the science. We're not getting any data. We're not getting any information. We're not getting any science. You know what we're doing? We're getting blamed for rules that we don't even really know for health advisories that we don't even know are, are, are extended or what the reality is. I have to sit here and read to you the health advisory that's coming from the government. I'm at no obligation to actually do so. My only obligation is to furnish you with information and let you make the, most, the best decision, the most of the information that I've given you. Your government, especially your political leaders, should be doing the very same. Nobody should be telling you what to do other than you, and you're God. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I'm tired, but I also know that we're going to win. I'm tired because I'm in New Mexico. If I were in another state, another place, and experiencing another environment, I'm sure I'd feel much different. I'm sure I would look at things much different, but... You know, this is, I know it's got you down. And I can't sit here and say, well, I'm enjoying my life. Well, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying things have never been better. Like, my God. When I hear somebody, when I hear someone text in and he says that, and my friend, I know of three suicides. My friend just killed himself on Sunday night and he left a child behind and a wife behind. I'm sorry. And your governor couldn't even address the suicide question. Neither could Dr. Disgrace. That's because that's what he is. He's a complete disgrace. 424, back and forth. Attention, attention.